0: Welcome to the
1: Ralph Report
2: with Ralph Garman.
0: Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to a brand new Ralph Report for Wednesday, the thirtieth of October. It is Halloween Eve. It is.
2: Your laugh lasted longer than the uh yeah, Quick, quick storm.
0: Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, everybody's getting very excited <laughs> tomorrow's the big day of course all oh, that candy all those kids oh, all wow. those costumes all those sexy ladies sexy slutty ladies dressing up in their slutty costumes ah oh, it's the best time of the year <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit it's a great show for you today i am your old podcast pal ralph garman sitting here in the bat cave with me is the vice host himself mr eddie pence
2: hey everybody I'm sorry. You need to check out? I, for yeah, a I checked there? out for like one split second. I My think God. I almost I almost fell asleep. I just
0: just I'm sorry. I, I just need an hour of your time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I you pay just... attention for an hour? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You need some so, coffee. I'll be all right. I'll need, be all right. <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> it was just a moment. Man, you were... It was
2: one brief moment. You were
0: absolutely not in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here now.
2: Now <laughs> I'm here. Very strange. I'm back. No, I'm back. This Sorry.
0: show is jam-packed, <laughs> so much so that Eddie's brain can't even process I literally it. shut down for one second. <laughs> just, he just had a misfiring synapse <laughs> there because he couldn't comprehend all the content in today's show. Not only we'll we be talking a little bit about Halloween, but all the entertainment news, of course, some of your phone calls. Steve Ashton will be stopping by Jay. with the UK update. And you'll be happy to know, Eddie, I uh, I talked to him about exactly what was going oh, really? on oh. with his camera there on Saturday when we did our live stream event. we. We had Steve join us <laughs> via satellite on his uh, laptop there in his apartment in the U.K., and uh, something funky was smeared all over his lens uh-huh. of his camera, and it got worse as he touched it. And <laughs> So we will do a <laughs> breakdown of that in today's U.K. update. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, it's uh, Wednesday. Um, boy. Uh, Wednesdays are... Um... One hit wonder? You got One hit wonder Wednesday. We got another celebrity that has no business being in music with a uh, smash hit song. This one, it was a phenomenon. Phenomenon? Phenomenon. What decade? It was everywhere all the time for about a year. Huh. Yeah, from the the 1990s. Okay. Okay. So we'll be talking about All in a right. minute just so much good stuff And we're so happy you're here Because on the counter you want to know why but Because without you there's no show And because it's Halloween season We have uh, two more days to celebrate today and tomorrow And I guarantee, I guarantee. You're going to be <laughs> Treated today Not tricked Oh I see what you're right? doing That's good oh. I like that so strong. Save, um, save it for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm using all my A Halloween material here. <laughs> uh, before we uh, get to Halloween tomorrow, today's the last day. If you're trying to come up with a costume, this is pretty much yeah, your deadline. Is where you scramble. This is where you scramble. And I thought it would be a good idea to do what I like to do every year, which is check in on what the hot costumes are. Yeah, yeah. As we get started on today's show. So it's time for Halloween costumes. <laughs> oh, Didn't put a lot into that. How? No. (laughs) Tired wolf. (laughs) Uh, This is interesting. They did a a survey for 2019. The top movie-based characters people are dressing as Halloween this year. Okay. Um, Captain Marvel came out on top for women. I could see that. Out of all female movie characters, Captain Marvel. It's like Harley Quinn a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. It was just the hot costume for the year. Uh, Followed up by Black Widow. Okay. Princess Jasmine, still very popular because of course, Latin came Aladdin. out this year as well. Yeah. And a lot of women going as Dora. Sexy Dora the Explorer. Well, that movie just came out too. Exactly. Yeah, so. uh, can you guess what it is for the gents? For what boys? What boys are dressing up as movie related? Spider-Man. Gear? That's up there. It's in the top three. Thanos is also in the oh, top Thanos. three. Thanos. Yeah. But number one should be pretty obvious. Number one. If you're a guy and you're going to dress as a movie character this year. This year? Yeah. Hmm. I don't. Come on, you can do it. I have faith in you. Uh, Come on. Mm, the, the clown from It. Mm, no. No, it's it. That's uh, it's in the top five. But the Joker, Joker. Oh, that thing, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. It's not even a good Joker outfit. Is the uh, most popular men's costume uh, based on a movie. It's my
2: least favorite Joker year. incarnation.
0: I. It always bugs me too. The makeup with the the, the nose and everything. He looks more like Ronald McDonald. Yeah, than it does, does look like Ronald. I mean, All right. Uh, But the most fun costumes by far, we we uh, we tapped into this, we touched on this at the top of the show, are when the girls go with the sexy costumes. And every year I like to go to Yandy.com and see what the brand new popular sexy costumes are this year. Here are the hot sexy costumes for the ladies this year. Ladies, if you're still thinking about a costume, maybe it's not too late to get overnight delivery from Yandy.com. Here you go. Um, <laughs> Miss Impeachment is very funny this year. <laughs> what is that outfit? Very popular. It's uh, kind of like a pageant girl outfit. It's a long, clingy oh, okay. uh, gown with a high slit and low neckline, and then a pageant girl sash across her torso that reads Miss Impeachment. I like that. That's, uh... And a princess crown and everything. Yeah. So it's like a beauty pageant contestant. Works on a few levels. It I does, like because yeah. Trump used to have, yeah. have those beauty pageant stuff. And I everything. like that. Uh, the sexy whistleblower this year is very popular. <laughs> it's basically just a girl in a bikini with a whistle around her neck. That's <laughs> simple. That you could, could be do, lifeguard. You could do that at home. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I guess you'd have to do something else. Maybe if you would put like a tie on or something, yeah. or, a, or some a, glasses, or like a general's hat oh, or general's something. Hat. Yeah. Um, anyway, sexy whistleblower very popular. Sexy college admissions scandal <laughs> is very popular this year. <laughs> Apparently, it's an orange prison uniform. It's not really. I've seen the picture. It's kind of like a, it's an orange uh, bodysuit. Yeah, it can't be tight. It can't has be loose. some it can be tight, Yeah. down the front of it to give the impression of a uh, of an inmate jumpsuit, it's but it's hardly an actual it's inmate funny. jumpsuit. And it has stenciled across it, Mom of the Year, <laughs> and that's been crossed out, and then it has inmate stenciled underneath <laughs> that. So, sexy college admissions scandal this year. Sexy Mr. Rogers is very popular Sexy this year Mr. Rogers? Because there's that bio of uh, right. him with Tom Hanks coming out okay. this year. So for the ladies, you can go as Sexy Mr. Rogers. It's like a little sweater? It is a cropped red sweater. Oh,
2: yeah. Of course it is. Uh, it's a Midriff, midriff yeah. showing.
0: It's cropped, and it's a red <laughs> cardigan that fits very tightly across the chest with, like, two buttons. Um, instead of the gray pants that he wore, it's gray booty shorts. Ooh. Okay. And uh, there's a tie that comes with it, oh, I like but the tie. no shirt underneath, just really? the tie. Okay. And a uh, Daniel Tiger and King Friday puppet for each hand that you can wear. <laughs> a nice touch. If you want to be s- nice sexy touch. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> sexy Pennywise from It Chapter 2 that's kind for of, the ladies. That's conflicting. That is very conflicting, because yeah. my penis doesn't work well when it's terrified. No, it doesn't. So if, if you want me to float down there, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to have to pick a different costume. Pennywise, <laughs> sexy white claw hard cider—the new uh, hipster cocktail that all the kids are drinking. Oh, now, are you familiar with the hard ciders? I'm not. Oh, I'm familiar with them. Yes, yeah, but, it's, yeah. It's it's it's, it's the trendy. Drink. the trendy drink this season. Is all these uh, flavored hard ciders? Okay. It's booze and sparkling water with like mulberry flavor and shit like that okay. in it. This is uh, you just dress as a can of that. Basically, it's just a white tank top with a logo on it and white shorts. Wow, that's no effort at all. None whatsoever. Uh, Sexy trade tariff. That's a very popular one this year. It is a skimpy dress that is printed with $100 bills all over it that has the word tariff printed across the boobs and import stamped across the backside. (laughs) The catalog says show off your assets and be the hottest import in town with the sexy trade tariff, everybody. Uh, And then a couple food-related ones. There's the uh, sexy Beyond Burger. Huh? Which is kind of a cheat. It is uh, Yandy's regular sexy burger costume, which is looks like it's printed with a bun on the boobs right. and a bun on the on the sh- booty shorts, and then you wear like a little belt that looks like some lettuce and a, and a, like a, some meat yeah. printed on it, and then they give you a hat that says plant based on your head. So <laughs> that would trying. You're at this the point. Beyond Burger, and they've already sold out, unfortunately, of the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich, <laughs> which was very popular later this earlier this year rather. So. You're out of luck, ladies, if you want to get that one. But I believe all the rest of them are still available at Yandy.com. There you go. A lot of political ones. Well, that's what's in the news, right? They always go with what's in the news. That's true. And that was... Sexy Halloween costumes. I like to count from. It is a little countish. Not very Dracula. two. If you'd like to see me as Dracula, by the way, we sent it out yesterday on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and sent it out via Patreon as well. Thanks to Carly Smith, member of the Garmy, who. Went to the trouble of going to one of those jib-jab sites and putting all of our faces <laughs> on classic horror movie monsters and making a fun little rap video featuring yeah. all of us. I'm too good of a Frankenstein. You are very it's Frankenstein. Too it's too good of a Frankenstein. A lot of people were quoting like, wow, Eddie's kind of typecast yeah, here as Frankenstein. Yeah, it's too good. A little creeped out And Olivia's it. the bride of Frankenstein on the ones and twos doing the DJing and Carrie's a witch and I'm Dracula and our own uh, Steve Ashton is the mummy. <laughs> And it's a very entertaining. And I usually, those Jijep things are kind of like, oh, that's cute. But this one actually made me out loud. That's pretty good. Out loud. So thank you, Carly, for putting that together. You guys can find that if you're so inclined everywhere that I mentioned. Now let's get to you, shall we? The Garmy, we love it when you reach out to us, whether you write us or whether you reach out to us on social media or whether you leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. That is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You just call up the number, leave your message. I listen to all of them. And we uh, pick some of them and put them here at the top of the show. The phone number is one eight three three. Hi Ralph. What are you gonna do tomorrow? I have no idea. I'm telling you, you're, I'm, blurring, I'm you're burning blowing, through all you're, my you're material. You're blowing your load, man. For, uh, easy, easy. <laughs> maybe that's what i'll do tomorrow <laughs> can i not be here for that nope you're gonna be here <laughs> for the catcher's mitt uh, <laughs> thanks to everyone who called in today Listen to all of them i picked some of them we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called "Garmy on the line the telephone is ringing
3: Blah, blah, blah.
0: Eddie, yeah. you are the topic of conversation since you've been so picky about what you'll take up your ass. <laughs> People still talking about that, including our uh, favorite caller from Canada, Dylan from London, Ontario, there in Canada. He was he was blown away.
1: Here, <laughs> off, Hey, Eddie, it's Dylan, London, Ontario. I gotta say, with this whole Hackey's Hackey's, uh, what? Let me try that again. All right. With Eddie's butthole also being picky, mm-hmm. at least he's picky from both ends. That's true. You know, at least he's consistent. Picky going in. Yep. Picky going, well, picky going in again. In, in yeah. I guess. <laughs> huh. Eddie, you are a uh, uh,
3: conundrum wrapped in a child. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all I got.
0: Quick your beaver. Look your beaver. Dylan, thank you so much for calling in. You are picky about things that go in your holes. I guess I am. But a very specific I set of rules. Didn't think about that. Any but, yeah. hole has to meet a certain criteria, <laughs> that's, that's some guidelines. Indeed. Uh Janine <laughs> called in a lot of people asking about this because you know right after Halloween, where it's just it's a, a, a toboggan down the hill to oh, hell yeah. into the holidays. Straight. Uh people straight are already shot. thinking about gift ideas. Janine called in with this one.
1: Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. This is Janee, longtime listener. Um, I was just wondering why I wanted to gift a membership to a friend of mine, and I wasn't sure how to do that. If you could walk me through that, that would be great. Thanks so much, and have a great day.
0: Thank you so much for calling, Janine. This is um, something we started this year that's become really popular, people giving each other the gift of the Ralph Report. If you've got a friend maybe who doesn't listen who you think would enjoy it, this is a great way to get them uh, hooked like the rest of us are on the show. It is a a year membership that you can buy for a friend. And here's how you do it. You go to our website, which we don't really talk about a lot because we don't really use it that much. We do everything kind of funneled through patreon.com. But it's kind of a clearinghouse. You can get, uh, well, first of all, you can go to the the ralphreport.com. You go to the top of it, and there's a selection of different things you can do there. You can get merchandise there. You can click on merchandise if you want to get T-shirts and phone cases and stuff like that. You can also uh, hire me if you want to go to the Ralph Voice Emporium where I can do a voice message for a friend of yours or I can do a a voicemail greeting. There's any number of things you can choose from there. And one of the other options is gift me there at the top of the screen and just click on that. And that'll take you to the application uh, page where you can subscribe for a friend. And we take your your, uh, credit card information and we get all that stuff squared away. So all that stuff can be found at theralphreport.com. Right there on the landing page, right at the top, you can peruse through there and find out all the different goodies that we offer here at the Ralph Report. Speaking of goodies, I'm glad we brought this up because today and tomorrow, as you know, are the last two days available for the special offer that we're running for uh, brand new four star generals and also upgrading four star generals from the two, three, and um, the one, two, and three star levels. If you upgrade this month in October, then you get uh, an autographed picture, of course, of me. But more importantly, you will get access to the Batman Batcave tour that I give Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith and I made a video that runs about an hour. We broke it into two parts. It's well over an hour, actually. Broke it up into two parts. Part one will be delivered to you at the beginning of November if you are a four-star general uh, joining this month, so you may want to take advantage of of that as well. All right, and then uh, lastly, Christiana called. You know, it is. I don't know if I mentioned this, but Halloween's right around the corner, right? Yeah, perfect. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and we had a call yesterday of a young lady. Oh, I guess it was two days ago. She was watching The Exorcist. Oh and yeah, her music oh, box yeah. played. Yeah, yeah, and so she had, I think she burned her house to the ground. Or she something. should have. That's she how should she have. reacted. Yeah. Christiana called in also with a watching The Exorcist <gasps> story that is terrifying for the holiday season.
1: Hi Ralph and Eddie, this is Christiana and I also had a spooky exorcist story that I wanted to share that I think you both might enjoy. When I was a child, about 10 or so, I decided to watch The Exorcist Home Alone, which was a brilliant idea. Um, And I was in my parents' bedroom in the middle of their bed. And if you remember, there's a scene in The Exorcist where her bed, starts jumping up and down, shaking all over the place, and I watched that scene. It was kind of creepy, but I didn't think anything of it until about 10 minutes later when my parents' bed started shaking, and I lost my mind. I immediately shut off the TV and turned on SpongeBob. Now, this would freak me out enough so I wouldn't watch it again for another 15 years, Mm -hmm. but... Here's the catch. I live in Southern California Uh and we have earthquakes. It was an earthquake. Mm. Although it is a terrifying coincidence. Yes. I don't think that my bed was actually haunted or possessed, but it did scare the crap out of me for 15 years. I want to thank you guys for everything you do. And, Ralph, it is a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside of an enigma. Oh, thank L-M- you. LMB.
0: got it right. Thank you, Christiana. There you go. Science once again wins. Mm, I wouldn't discount it. Science. Was it a VHS tape of The Exorcist? No, she was just watching the movie. The bed started to move. Mm. She, The power of suggestion led her to believe that it was some sort of demonic possession. But, in fact... She, it was just a bad coincidence And it happened to be A small earthquake While she was watching Those are pretty astronomical
3: Science Science
2: She didn't say anything else Was moving like the pictures On the walls or anything well, If you're watching just television
0: the You wouldn't notice the, te-
2: the TV didn't shake Oh my god
0: Why are you the worst person In the world I don't know <laughs> Eddie's ten. Oh. Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured in the Garmin on the Line segment, but you know what you got to do. You got to take that first step and call me.
1: Call me.
4: Really
0: quickly, while we're talking about uh, horror stories and the uh, the season, I got a letter from Brian Scheidecker, a, a vaunted member of the Garmy, and I wanted to read it real quick. So it's time for a real quick uh, Garmy letter.
4: Don't need no tickets for an aeroplane To find out what's on my listeners' brains Time to say hello to the folks at home The Garmy wrote me some letters
0: all right, here we go. Uh, I was working at a 3D show at Disneyland called "Honey, I Shrunk the Audience." Do you remember that at Disneyland? I do it? remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, I, "I was. It was known to be a place to fool around since it was a dark theater." <laughs> oh boy, this is like one of those sex horror stories. <laughs> oh he no! He said, uh, "Oh no." We used to have a cast member out there to watch the guests to make sure that nothing happened because teenagers would come in to fool around there in the theaters. I um. I was working there, and a few people got up to leave. I got up so I could escort them safely out with a flashlight. As I left the theater, I heard a blood-curdling scream from the back row. Uh Uh-oh. During the show, there was a scene where a bunch of mice ran through the theater, and a little plastic tube would shoot out the front of your seat to simulate a mouse tail and give the effect that the mice were running through the theater under your feet. Oof. When I went to see what the scream was for, I walked up on a girl crying with blood all over her face. Oh, no. Oh no. You know where this is going? I think so. And a young man screaming in pain. Oh no. With blood on his cross. Oh. Apparently she was on her knees in front of him, giving him a blowjob. Oh. And the mouse tail effect hit her in the back of the neck and scared her, causing her to bite down oh. so hard that she drew blood. Fuck. As instantly nauseous as I felt, I had to stop the show and have everyone leave. A nurse came to the theater. Oh my god! And since I mentioned blood when I called it in, it also triggered the paramedics to show up. Chaperones for the kids had to meet up with them, and their parents were called to come pick them up at Disneyland. Oh my god! Brian those poor kids. can you imagine that phone call? Those poor kids. Hi there, uh, Mr. Anderson. You're going to have to come pick your daughter up. Apparently, she bit down on her boyfriend's penis and drew blood, and they're going oh to. Oh my god. Could you imagine me that kid and the daughter's dad shows up? There's just blood everywhere. Oh, oh. my God. So that is a, uh, oh a, a time with our sex horror stories oh. as well as Halloween. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh. That. That's the noise I would have made. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That would have been the guy screaming. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for sending that oh, in. man. All right, now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror. You know what we do here. We find out what happened on October 30th, this day in history.
4: Um, 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 Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine? Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen? Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmie's rubbing Ralph's lamp. so grant our wishes, please. And tell us what went down this day in history.
0: October 30th, 1629, King Charles I gave the Bahamas to Sir Robert Heath. That's uh, nice. That's so nice of him. someone oh, would someone give me a chain of islands? That'd be <laughs> in awesome. The Baham- in the Bahamas. Yes. Well, the Bahamas, that's where toast. they would be. All of them. Uh, 1864, Helena, Montana, the capital of the state of Montana, was founded. So hello to all of our Grammy members there in Helena. I think we have, actually. We a couple, have? Yeah. Wow. 1866, the Jesse James Gang robbed a bank in Lexington, Missouri, and made off with $2,000. I bet in 1866, that was a pretty good home.
2: Uh Pence Brothers were part of that, I believe.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. you had the outlaw. Had two relatives. two Pence Brothers were part of that gang. That's so cool. 1873, the P.T. Barnum Circus, the greatest show on earth, debuted in New York City. Did you ever see... Um, The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. I did not. You should see that. I've heard it's good. It's a great film. He's terrific in it. But it's so funny when you see an actual picture of P.T. Barnum, who looks like someone hit him in the face with a (laughs) ball-peen hammer, and then you see the movie version. It's (laughs) Hugh Jackman singing and dancing. (laughs) No, he's a fat, old, lumpy guy. Uh, on this day in 1888, you know how I feel about the 1800s, Eddie. Oh, ripe. What do I always say? Ripe for invention. Everybody's inventing something yeah, in the 1800s. Everybody. You couldn't not invent something if you lived in the 1800s. John J. Loud, he got his first patent for the ballpoint pen. He created it because apparently fountain pens wouldn't write on leather, and he wanted to write on leather. Oh. So He he found a hole in the marketplace. He wanted to create a writing (laughs) instrument that would write on rough surfaces like leather and wood. And since, you know, as I mentioned, the fountain pen wouldn't do it. He created a shaft of ink with a small rotating steel ball at the end that was held in place by a socket. And it worked. You could actually write on wood and leather. But no one wanted to write on wood or leather. (laughs) So no one bought it. It was not commercially viable. And here's the heartbreaking part. He uh, eventually just let the patent lapse. Oh man, are you he serious? He couldn't find a market for his ballpoint leather oh. writer, and so someone else picked it up, and uh, they 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 made all the money. They were the ones selling it for twelve dollars. Yeah, 50 we talked about that yesterday in New York in nineteen forty-five. Oh, man, yeah, guess there wasn't a hole in the market. Guess not. You just had to stop writing on fucking leather, you dumbass. <laughs> in eighteen ninety-four, Daniel Cooper invented the time clock. Do you ever have to punch in at any job you were, ever worked at? I did when I worked at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, man. I yeah. punched in about half my life. I had to punch yeah. in places. I hated that. Yeah. Always made me feel like a fucking servant. You really did. Like, okay, you punch in, in, in and it's no longer your time. Uh, exactly. You're, you're an indentured servant yeah. at that point. And you punch out, you're like, oh, I'm free. The feeling that oh. it's like, it even sounds like a, a cell door is being slammed no, on you it, yeah. when you show up. It was miserable. In 1911, Clark Griffith is named the manager of the Washington Senators. There you go. Listen, uh, I was thinking about it. The Washington Senators were a team for a long time, and then they went away for a long time. Right?
2: They, uh, the original Senators moved and became the Minnesota Twins, and then they came back to D.C., as an expansion team, and then it moved again and became the Texas Rangers. So there's been two incarnations of the Senators.
0: No, a third one now. Right? And a
2: third one was the Nationals, which oh, was the former the Montreal Expo. Right. So okay. this is actually the third baseball team in D.C.
0: So you didn't really grow up with a baseball team in D.C. Not you,
2: really. Yeah. No. But but you're a Senators fan nonetheless. No, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. i Nationals Nationals fan. Fan. pull for him. I'm mean, not like a diehard National fan because I'm didn't. i not a diehard baseball fan, right. but I'd pull for him. hometown. In
0: 1920, on this day, the Communist Party of Australia was founded in Sydney. Way to go, comrades. <laughs> in 1921, the silent film starring Rudolph Valentino, The Sheik, premiered in Los Angeles and it made Rudolph Valentino the biggest movie star in the world. Really? Rudolph Valentino was the heartthrob of a, a generation in the 20s. Hmm. When he died, the proce- the procession for his funeral, the cops had to come out because women were lining the street for miles and miles wow. just to be near his coffin when he passed away. Wow. The Sheik was the movie that started it all. Here's a little clip. See, it was a silent film. <laughs> That's what I did there. It's <laughs> solid. Hey, speaking of Halloween <laughs> and uh, famous showbiz stories, on this day in 1938, yeah. a little radio broadcast called The War of the Worlds, created by Orson Welles, created nationwide panic. Are you familiar with this I story? Am. Orson Welles took the book by H.G. Wells. no relation... The War of the Worlds, about Martians invading Earth. And instead of just telling the story as a radio play or melodrama, what Wells did was did a disclaimer at the top saying this was a a, a dramatization of the book and then played it off as if it was happening real yeah. time. He would have news updates from uh, Grover's Corners, New Jersey, I think was the town, where they supposedly had landed. And it just played out like a regular radio broadcast with no further discussion of what was happening yeah. or that this was fictionalized so people if you tuned in 15 minutes late and you were listening to the radio you thought you were hearing a news broadcast about the world being invaded by aliens That's remarkable it caused such panic people were committing suicide taking to the streets i mean they lost their minds it was at the time the biggest hoax anyone had ever perpetrated Certainly on radio. they didn't before.
2: think to switch the station to the other station to see if anybody else has
0: reported uh, it. They all seem <laughs> before really you take your dumb. own life before you take your own life people in 1938 were really I dumb. mean wow However, I got a little piece of audio here. Here's a little piece of the uh, the broadcast itself. It runs a little long, but listen to how well it's done and then there's a, a brief moment of silence that we won't interrupt and you get an idea of how chilling it must have been to hear this uh,
5: originally. Wait a minute something's happening. A shape is rising out of the pit. I can make out a small beam of light against a mirror. What's that? Is a jet of flame springing from the mirror and it oh, leaps right that leaps right at the advancing men. It strikes them head on. Oh, Lord, they're turning into flames. Now the whole field's caught up by the woods and they The gas tank tanks for the automobiles,
3: is spreading everywhere. It's coming this way now, about twenty yards to my right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to continue the broadcast from Grover's
4: Mill. Evidently, there's some difficulty with our field transmission. However, we will return to that point at the earliest opportunity.
0: And then they would play some music and then they would cut back in with another news update. Wow. It was kind of genius. It was kind it was of brilliant. Genius. But I just yeah. can't believe
2: no one switched the channel to see if anybody else was reporting such things. I, I Before you take your life. I
0: don't think there was a lot of channel flipping there. There had to be then. more than one station. I'm sure there was, but I get the sense, you know, this is pre television. This is just if you turned on your radio, you probably had your station yeah. and you just listened to that and And it they, shows the trust people had in the power of the media. The media yeah, back then. Exactly. It was gospel. If it happened on the radio, it was happening. I thought that was the real deal. Wow. Genius. Genius. Yeah. Um, Anyway, love that story. Uh, 1940 on this day, the film premiere of One Night in the Tropics in Patterson, New Jersey, took place. It was the very first film for a young comedy team known as Abbott and Costello had their very first film. In 1944, Sweden announced their intention to stay neutral and refused any refugee sanctuary from World War II. Well, thanks a lot, Sweden. It's awful nice of you. Last time I buy some fucking Ikea furniture, that's for goddamn sure. I guarantee. I guarantee. In 1945, the U.S. government announced the end of shoe rationing. Finally, we could all get some new shoes. Shoe rationing? Yes, you couldn't get shoes during World War II. Oh. You had to ration your shoes. Really? Yes, because they needed the rubber from the rubber soles Man. for military and all the leather went to making army boots and bomber jackets. So leather was at a premium, so yeah. you couldn't buy shoes. Jesus, man. That generation, even the folks who weren't fighting the war, gave up a lot. I did. To protect us I mean, from We don't uh, know that. The Nazis. We yeah, definitely we're know not that. we're not good on self-sacrifice around here. 1954, the U.S. De- uh, Defense Department announces the elimination of all racially segregated regiments. Oh, nice. Oh, well, so that's over, right? Yeah, you can, you can let the black people serve with the white We're people. We're done with racism. That's lovely. <laughs> in 1960, Michael Woodruff performed the first successful kidney transplant in the United Kingdom at the Edinburgh Royal Infirmary. I say, old chap, you want to use that kidney? There's a gent over here who could use one.
5: You mind if I take that? Thank you so much. Ever so much.
0: And then, boom, you just put it in. So polite about it. They're very polite, the Brits. <laughs> in 1987, George Michael released his first solo album after leaving Wham. Oof. It was called Faith. And, boy, did he explode in a big, bad way. Because I, I, I got
5: to have faith. I got to have faith. Because I got to have
3: faith. I got to have faith. Faith, faith. Uh,
0: oh, boy. <laughs> that video. Mm. Nineteen eighty nine, the Smith Dairy in Orville, Ohio, makes the world's largest milkshake. (laughs) On this day in nineteen eighty nine, how do you blend it? Good question. You need a big fucking blender. You need a big blender, or you just keep blending in small batches and keep tossing it in. It's going to melt by the time you get it filled up. How many gallons of milkshake do you think they had to make to make the world's largest milkshake? This will be for fifteen extra points. Extra points. points. Here we go. Hundred gallons. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. The answer we we're looking for was one thousand five hundred and seventy-five point two gallons of Jeez, milkshake. That was a big ass milkshake. A, it, in fact, it was the world's largest. Wow, milkshake, man! Yeah. I I may not have mentioned that, but no. it was the world's largest. I didn't milkshake. think it, they'd make it that big. In two thousand and three, waste the Broadway. <laughs> maybe everybody drank you it. Can't you can't drink know. it in time; it's going to melt. Maybe they they had a lot of straws, and <sighs> everyone just gathered around. On this day in 2003 on Broadway the Broadway musical Wicked premiered starring Idina Menzel, Adele Dazim <laughs> and uh, Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, boy, that's a that's a great goddamn musical. And here's one of my favorite numbers from that. Great musical. It took my wife to see it because I love that musical so much here in Los Angeles. And she was like, eh. I liked the first half. Really? I didn't like I liked the second. I didn't like it after intermission because I it felt like
2: they tried to force everything to connect. To the original Wizard of Oz.
0: Well, yeah. And they tried to tie based up on every the single Wizard of Oz story. Yeah, no, but they tried to tie every single loose end. You're right. What were they thinking? Trying to tie it all into the story of the Wizard of Oz? Right, they do tie just everything the together. The Witch of the West and Glinda the Good Witch were the lead characters. Everything doesn't have to tie in. Oh my god.
2: I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. My what is? <sighs> what is fuck you, Andy. Why do you have a fuck you, Carrie?
0: Because she, she's just. She's the lady. God damn it. Um, and uh, she doesn't like musicals, though, period. I don't like musicals either. Maybe that's your problem. That could be it. That might be it. On this day in 2012, Walt Disney Company purchased Lucasfilm Limited and its rights for Star Wars and Indiana Jones for the grand total of. Do you remember how much they paid? Four billion dollars. Four billion dollars. I'll never forget dollars. <laughs> That's insane. That is a lot of money. And I'm not if I'm not mistaken that's just Lucas right yeah that just goes to him to him they gave him a check to George Lucas on the check for the amount dollars. they wrote four billion dollars I think he gave a
2: bunch away to the school like school system or something like that well of course yeah, you can yeah. when you
0: have four billion dollars you could give away a billion dollars <laughs> and not really feel it it could, wouldn't change your life at all to give away a billion dollars
2: could you imagine creating something that's worth four
0: billion dollars an I idea am. from your head I am. I'm creating, you're right, you're right. I'm creating the Ralph Report. I need to raise this. Where was, where was Lucasfilm in <laughs> 1979, two years after Star Wars? It was still growing. Right. Okay. okay. All right. So, so. We're, we're at the Empire Strikes yeah, Back phase of exactly. the Ralph Report. So Got judge it. me not, sir. <laughs> and lastly, you know, I keep food-related days in history for the end because Eddie Pence is very picky about things he puts in his holes. We have established that already. So we need to find out whether he's going to stick these in his, <laughs> either one of his holes at this point. I will talk about the delicious food. Then we will pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. You listen closely as you hear, hear those reels land. If three of the items come up, there's a big payout. That means Eddie Pence will, in fact, eat the item. And if there's no payout, well, it's just another day of disappointment in Eddie Pence's <clears throat> mouth. Or butt. Or butt. Let's find out. (laughs) On this day in 1952, (laughs) Clarence Birdseye, he was actually a dude. There was actually a Birdseye. That's the last name. Who started Birdseye Frozen Foods. And in 1952 was the first time he ever sold frozen peas. Believe it or not, it took him until 1952 to get around to the peas. He started off uh, freezing fish. And he found a way to to, uh, freeze peas that would keep them delicious, fresh, and intact and not get mushy because... Here's a problem when you, uh, when you when you when you freeze something slowly, it allows ice crystals to form inside the cells of whatever it is that you're you're freezing, and they get large and they break the walls of the cells. So when you thaw it out again, the consistency of it has been damaged because those cells have been broken. He found a way to flash freeze something at a super high temperature very quickly, it makes for very small ice crystals inside the cells, and it stays intact. So when you thaw it out, it's just as good. As when you froze it And he did that with vegetables Starting with the peas The peas One of my favorite vegetables You know people have been eating peas Since the beginning of time Field peas they were called You could find them Hanging off the pea pods And you could eat those In the middle ages They kept famine at bay According to Charles the Good And if you can't trust Charles the Good Who can you? He was the the Count of Flanders For God's sake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is, all sounds made up. He wrote all no, about that all sounds it real. in 1124. He talked about how much. Count of Flanders. how much Charles the Good. He loved peas and how they kept famine from his family. Mm. And then in England around uh, the 17th century, they started developing garden peas. They would actually grow them for the purpose of eating. And ever since then, what they've else would been. would you grow them for? Well, I'm just saying you have to go out in the wild to oh, pick the them. Oh, the wild peas. They, they, started, they started they started to farm them so that you could grow have them, them closer to their house, they Ex- were to hunt for them. Exactly, Got it. Yes. Uh, peas are high in fiber, protein, vitamin A, vitamin B6, vitamin C, vitamin C, phosphorus, uh, vitamin K rather, phosphorus, magnesium, copper, iron, zinc, lutein. It is one of the great vegetables of all time, peas. Would Eddie Pence take a big spoonful of peas? Oh, open the tunnel. Here comes the train. Here are the peas. Will any Pence eat them? Let's find out. We got one pea, two peas. Damn. No, peas are gross. Peas are not gross. Peas are disgusting. Peas are little tiny packages of, of grossness it, no uh, they're easy gross. to eat they're delicious no, they're... it's
2: like you're eating a ball of grass it's what it, it tastes like a I've, ball of grass uh, yeah i've eaten gra- like grass rolled up in a ball that's not it. it's what all. peas you taste ha- like.
0: must have had bad peas no i've had peas and no, they taste like you haven't had good peas peas are uh, on the sweeter side Mm-mm. they're delicious sweet peas They've got a great consistency to them.
2: No, they
4: don't.
0: You can mix them it's a
4: little with mushy mashed ball. potatoes. Ooh, That's
2: no, good. No, That ruins on, perfectly good mashed potatoes. Put them on a spoon. They're no. easy to eat. They, they roll off the packages. plate. You can't get them on the spoon because they roll everywhere. You actually have to put them in the mashed potatoes so you can get a hold of the peas in the spoon. Oh, my God. Because little fuckers don't want to be eaten. <laughs> they just try to scatter on you. Fuck them. Peas are fuck awesome.
0: Peas. Fuck peas. And once
2: again, no. They, they ruin perfectly good fuck chicken fried pumpkin. rice. Fuck, no.
0: Oh, fuck. chicken fried rice with peas. It ruined it. Think of how many great things Ruins are in peas. It. Chicken pot pie?
2: Peas. No. no, gross. Stew? Peas? Gross. And what did they use in The Exorcist to make it look like vomit? Oh, my God. Pea soup.
0: Just because of the color. So, and gr- the consistency. Not all green things are bad. Mm-mm. You ever had pea baby food? Yeah. oh, That tastes oh, delicious. God. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to make a note for myself. No, do not make any notes. <laughs> Next line We're not eating baby food. Pea baby food. Ralph report. Pea Eddie. Pea green. Ugh. Yeah gross good stuff vomit that's today's this day in history
4: i pity the fool who ain't been schooled by ralph recently he's dropping college level knowledge with such accuracy it got my head spinning faster than a drunk eddie and i'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity i hope cooperman loves my beats because that rhymes with lmb and that's a wrap for the ralph report today in history
0: hey there it's ralph garman here i hope you're enjoying the show and if you are That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Roth Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, it is time now to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beats. Once again, professional wrestlers stepping up in a big way to help people out. You know me, I'm no wrestling fan. But John Cena is uh, making his name... Known this week by donating $500,000 to help battle the California fires. If you folks have go. been following in the news, and many of you have reached out to see if we're okay here where we are. Luckily, uh, Eddie and myself and Carrie and uh, Liv, we're all safe. We're, we're far away from the fires, yes. but still, there are a lot of people here in California who are losing their homes and having to be evacuated and just going through a nightmare. Like Arnold and LeBron. Exactly. And if Arlen LeBron are uh, inconvenienced, yeah. you can imagine how a regular person with a regular house, what they're going Throw through. Throw your prayers at LeBron. Please do. He needs our thoughts and prayers. The Kincaid Fire, the Tick Fire, the Getty Fire, they're all raging still. Yeah. And so Cena has announced he is donating $500,000 of his own money to the first responders to help them with their battle against the California wildfires. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. However... I I hate to, to to cast aspersions, aspersions or dispersions. Dispersions. I hate to question his motivations. Why? But he does have a movie coming out next week where he plays a firefighter. Okay. Called like, Playing on. with Fire. Right. It's not. It's what? not. It's not a coincidence that he is making a big public showing of the support for firefighters when next week he's got a movie coming out Uh, where he plays a firefighter. That's that's
2: really cynical.
0: Is it? Yes. He challenged Paramount Pictures, by the way, the studio behind his new film, to pick up his donation where he left it off saying he would like them to match his donation. Well, there you go. I made the following statement. On behalf of my new film, Playing With Fire... And out of respect to the people who I truly believe are heroes, my response to the fires will be to immediately donate five hundred thousand dollars to this cause," he said in a public announcement. I'm just saying. Well, what? Yeah, but he could have done a hundred thousand or fifty thousand. He could also have done it anonymously and not said, "On behalf of my new movie, Playing with Fire, I am donating five hundred thousand dollars." This is very cynical of you. Could he have just given them the money? Yeah, you could Could have. Could he have done it without ever mentioning the title of his upcoming film where he plays a fireman? I guess. Or is there a little, a tiny smidge of opportunistic Ah. mentality when it comes to this donation? But
2: what if that gets people going to the movie to see that and then maybe people want to become firefighters? Maybe he's trying to inspire people to become firefighters. You're right. That's
0: probably why he made that movie. That's probably why he made it. To inspire firefighters. That's exactly why he made it. Don't don't ruin this. My God. You're ruining it. Wrestling is fake. It makes you think everything is fake. That's what I'm saying. Don't be cynical. I can't help it. Kevin Hart has announced he is not suing the driver of the car that was involved in that accident that broke his back. Isn't the driver suing him, though? Yes. (laughs) Which makes it a little bit ironic. Kevin has announced he does not intend to sue the driver, Jared Black, who the CHP, by the way, California Highway Patrol, have determined caused the accident by driving recklessly. It was 100% his fault. Right. But Kevin Hart has said he's not going to sue him. He's not even going to file a claim with uh, Jared's medical, uh, his insurance company to cover his medical bills. He's going to pay for them out of his own pocket. What well, does this
2: guy have on Kevin
0: Hart? I don't know. I mean, Kevin obviously has enough money to take care of right, it, so it's but, not necessary. But he said he's not uh, going to even sue his insurance company. But the guy's suing him. That's the funny part. Uh, Jared Black, the driver, has lawyered up and is suing Kevin for not having the proper safety harnesses in the car installed when he had it. Um, uh, what do you call it? Refurbished
2: or re-whatever. Uh, uh, renovate, Renov- renovated. Not <laughs>
0: renovated. What the hell do you call it when you take a car and you, uh, bring it back to its, uh, the former glory? Uh, fuck, Restored? Restored. Restored. Yeah. There you go. It's, uh, Kevin's fault because he didn't have the shoulder harnesses put in. That's, here's the funny part. No one in the car was even wearing the safety belt, the safety, the seat, the belt version, the waist belt No one version. had anything on. No one had it on. So even if there were harnesses in the car, they probably wouldn't even put them on. Then how can he sue him if he wasn't even wearing a safety belt? Because he didn't have the option, because there wasn't a, oh, a, a three-point harness Kevin available should to him. Sue this dude. Sue this dude. Now, apparently, this dude's... Uh, fiance is good friends with Kevin Hart's wife. It's her personal trainer. Yeah, and so there's all kinds of stuff going on. The wife probably told him, "Don't, don't do that, please," because she's my girlfriend. I'm guessing. That's wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
2: I wonder if they can't afford it, so he, Kevin, gave him the green light. Go ahead and sue me, and that way, my insurance and all that stuff will maybe. pay for it. Maybe. That way, Kevin doesn't have to pay for maybe it. Say, but here's a way for you to company. make some
0: money. You can sue my insurance company and maybe make a couple bucks. Right. That sounds more likely. That's fucking evil. If that's true, that's why insurance premiums are through the roof because i know people keep but that's what game in the system that makes more sense i gotta go to a uh, a hearing in december for what i was hit from behind on the freeway by a driver your mustang no oh. uh, in the uh, the other car my oh. my wife drives my wife and i were coming home from an event there was traffic on the 110 we were stopped in traffic and oh, man. we get smacked from behind by a guy who obviously just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hop out of the car, and he hops out of the car, and we're looking at the damage. It's not that bad, but it's it's obvious. It was all pushed in, and it was it was banged up pretty good. So he said, Hey, don't let's not do this through insurance, man. I'll just pay you. And it's like, I said, you know, I'm not I'm not messing with it. Because here's the thing, you do that, and then you gotta chase the guy chase down, down and say, here's the here's the receipt for the repair, where's my check? And maybe he gives it to you, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Here's a reason why everybody has insurance. Yeah, that's when you then you're screwed. So I say to the guy, no. Um let's just trade information and we'll just let the insurance company sort it out. So he hit me from behind. It's obvious that he's at fault. Yeah. He's suing. For what? Saying that I backed up into him on the freeway. He refuses to pay for the damages to my car, saying I backed up on onto the freeway. Sue him. Here's the thing. We traded information, and when I got home, there was a text on my phone saying, "Sir, I'm sorry I hit you tonight." Well, there you go. (laughs) It's done. And I sent that to the insurance company when I filed the claim. So I figured I'd never hear from this guy again, but no, he's actually get he's going into court to fight the uh, fight the thing. Well, it's so, done. he's got the text. I, I know so but S- sue him back. This is the problem. This is why people <laughs> this is why insurance is so expensive because people don't play by the rules. Yeah, Crazy. Uh. All right. Speaking of celebrities and legal suits, a pair of songwriters rather are suing Taylor Swift. For using the phrases haters gonna hate and players gonna play because they said they wrote a song in 2001 called Play is Gonna Play, and so they <laughs> created the concept of play is playing and hate is hating. Oh my god, and she uses that in her song Shake It Off. Haters gonna hate, 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 and players gonna play, 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 play. And so they said, You owe us money because you used our play is gonna play and our hate is gonna hate. But switch
2: the play and the hate.
0: Well, I don't know what they did. But, right. Uh, did gonna I say hate. that? Did I say well, that? Well, right? they said player's going to play, but
2: she said player's going to hate? No, she
0: said player's going to play. Oh, play, play. play, play. play. So she is a direct is ripoff. Hate, 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 hate. Okay. So she used the phrases. Okay, I thought they but switched. But these guys sued two other people with songs with the same phrase in it saying <sighs> they invented it and lost those suits. So we'll have to see whether this one holds so up. Well, I guess he's that. just
2: trying to throw anything against the wall. Once again, just trying to make some just trying to make a buck,
0: make a cash for that. You're working for it, just sue, 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 sue. Sewer's going to sue. <laughs> Sewer's going to sue. <laughs> it turns out, litigate. Going to litigate. Uh, the Game of Thrones prequel that HBO was planning on is not going to happen. <laughs> it was supposed to start. Uh, star Naomi Watts. They did a pilot, apparently. Oh, really? And it was going to take place a thousand years before the current timeline of events in Game of Thrones during the Age of Heroes. This is all I know means nothing to me these words but naomi watts was going to star they shot it and uh, they looked at it and they said nah we're not moving forward with the series so it's bad news for a lot of game of thrones fans is it because they seemed all pretty upset when the way it ended they didn't like the last season i guess they've had enough here's the thing you can't make those people happy more often than not it's not going to play out the way it does in their brains and so it's automatically a failure angry nerds speaking of game of thrones the duo that invented uh, that tv series that created it based of course on the books Um, David Beninoff and D.B. Weiss, they were supposed to take over the Star Wars franchise. They were going to set up the next trilogy. trilogy, And it turns out they now are leaving the project as well. They will not be associated. I wonder
2: if that has to do with Kevin uh, Feige taking over the Star Wars movie Marvel. If that's sort of pushed them away since he's shown interest in doing a Star Wars They're
0: claiming now their schedule is just too full. Mm. But that's what Kevin Feige said about... Spider-Man, remember yes. with the Sony deals, like, oh, we'd love to have him do it, but he's just too busy. Well, and like, then when the money was right, all of a sudden he had all the yeah, free time. It's like
2: what's it like we've we've discussed. we decided to part ways. Like, no, you got fired.
0: Yeah, exactly. No one tells the truth. I
2: think it's because he came aboard and like on Marvel and Star Wars, Lucasfilm was like, yeah, let's have your magic touch Lucasfilm. Yeah, so these guys
0: got uh, pushed out. But they said they're still big fans. They hope to participate in some way. They just won't be overseeing the next. Yeah, we'll see. Speaking of Star Wars, yeah. Disney Plus, you know, lands Thanks. on uh, November 12th. Oh, I got it already. I know. That's when you can finally see the first ever live-action Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. It looks so good. About a uh, spaceman who plays a mandolin, apparently. that's not a mandolin. He's a, he's he doesn't a play a mandolin. It is. He's the no. Mandalorian. He plays Mandalorian. the Mandalorian. Mandalorians yeah, are think- from... At the mm. cafe, oh, man. where mm. where people You're making like, me an angry
2: nerd. Where, I don't like it. Where people, where they do 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 no. do, 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 well, do Okay, do, do, he hangs do, out do, a cantina because he's a he's a it's a hive of scum and villainy, and he's a bounty hunter.
0: Yeah, he is a bounty hunter along the lines of uh, Django and Boba Fett. He is the uh, the new guy to wear that helmet and rocket pack. He's from Mandalore. It's, okay. a, it's a planet. It's a race of people. And they're, and they're all they're bounty hunters? Are they all bounty hunters?
2: No, but they're they're a warring country. They're a warring not a planet. It's a civilization of warring people, uh-huh. and uh, they got wiped out during the, the Empire's reign. Was Boba Fett a Mandalorian? Uh, well, he's from Django Fed. He's a direct clone of Django was Fett. Was Django
0: Fed a Mandalorian? That's up for debate. Is it? Yeah. Well, let's by all means let's debate that. We don't know if he if he just
2: stole the armor. Or he
0: truly was a Mandalorian. Oh my God. Well, the uh, pilot, the uh, the trailer rather dropped this week, and people are talking about it. Of course they are because they're freeze framing it and examining everything that goes on, like they are wont to do. Here's the audio for the Mandalorian.
4: Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is a shame that your people suffered. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree?
5: It looks so amazing. So I cannot wait to watch this series. It's going to be the greatest television version of Star Wars that there's ever been. It's going to be so great. Did you see that one moment where there were all the, oh, the helmets on the ground like skulls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, it don't, was amazing. Don't choke yourself. I'm joking death. on my own saliva. God, I'm so it. salivating at the idea of the Mandalorian. Oh. And I love the fact that they recognized. That a parsec is a is is a, is a is a is a distance, not a time. Even though Han Solo did do the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs, apparently the parsec is time, but it's also space. No, it's t- it's 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 a distance. It's a distance and it's a time. No, it's not a time. And it's a vegetable as well. Oh my, that's you can, a parsnip. You can get boiled parsecs. It's not, at at Nebula Star Tits restaurant, <laughs> there in the capital of Cantacore. This is gonna be-shit. <laughs> this is going to be the best thing ever. God oh, damn it. I love it so much. Oh.
0: Thank you, Roland. Thank you for stopping by. Joking <laughs> on my own saliva as well. <laughs> that looks so wonderful. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays, all these stars born on this day, October 30th. Henry Winkler, the Fonz, a He's 74 years old today. Of course, he's so much more than the Fives. He is. Right now, you can see him on Barry. so good on that show. Bassist Timothy B. Schmidt of the Eagles in the band Poco is 72 years old today. When the Eagles got back together again, they broke up in 1980, got back together again 14 years later when they'd all run out of money, decided to go out there on tour again. and Even though they all hated each other, they recorded an album, and he had the big hit off of it. It was a song called Love Will Keep Us Alive, and he's got a great voice.
3: Now I've found you, there's no more emptiness inside, when we're hungry, love will keep us alive. Actor
0: Harry Hamlin is 68 years old today. He, of course, was on L.A. Law, and he was also in Clash of the Titans. Remember oh, that's where
2: right he was. Yeah
0: singer grace slick who was the lead singer of the jefferson airplane and the jefferson starship and now that they're all older she's the lead singer for jefferson wheelchair (laughs) she is 80 years old today
3: when the truth is found to be
0: Kevin Pollak is 62 years old today. That guy's a goddamn national treasure. Yeah. Comedian, actor, impressionist, podcaster. He's having the life that I want. Is what he's doing basically. He really is. Super talented guy, <laughs> 62 years old, and very sweet man too, very nice. Uh singer guitarist Jerry DeBorg of Jesus Jones is 59. Cash Cab host Ben Bailey, the comedian, is 49 years old. Singer-guitarist Gavin Rossdale of Bush celebrates his 45th, excuse me, his 54th birthday. Actor Gael Garcia Bernal from in the Motorcycle Diaries, 41 years old. Matthew Morrison, who was Mr. Schuster on Glee, he's 41. Songwriter Eddie Holland of Holland Dozier and Holland is 80 years old. He was there at Motown when it was all happening. Those guys wrote songs for uh, Martha and the Vandellas and the Four Tops and the Isley Brothers, especially the Supremes. They wrote them like 10 top 10 songs. Jeez. He has written or co-written 80 top 10 songs in the UK and 143 that My have charted God. in the United States. Damn. What an enormous talent, starting with this one for the Supremes. Charles Martin Smith toad from American graffiti he's 66 years old today and singer Otis Williams speaking of Motown of the temptations is 78
3: I
5: know you want to leave me but I refuse to let you go if I have to beg plead for your sympathy I
3: don't mind cause you mean that much to me
0: That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the show, Bisbee. But we're not done with entertainment news just yet. Oh, no. We have to check in with our pal across the ocean, Mr. Steve Ashton. We have to get all the entertainment news from the U.K., but we also have to find out what is all over the lens of his (laughs) camera on his laptop. It was gross on Saturday. So here he is, Mr. Steve Ashton. Thanks so much for joining us today, Steve. Before we get into the UK update, we, Eddie and I have just been curious. What was going on with your camera lens there during the live stream event this past weekend?
4: There was nothing fucking untoward going on. So, you know, you know, like you're supposed to put like a, a thing over your camera. So, so Russian hackers can't hack it and watch you masturbating over fucking whatever. <laughs> yes, your, your predilection. Yeah, whatever your predilection might be. So I had a Hello Kitty Um, uh, like band aid over the top of it, so the residual whatever the fuck is on the back of band aids um, was on my camera. So I went to wipe it it, and it and it just, but no, no fucking no idea what what happened. And then I and I wet my finger, which of course in some way maybe activated some inherent fucking chemical in the thing and just made it look like, well, you fucking saw for yourself, didn't you? Yes, we did. So that's we, my explanation. There was—it's no, not jizz on my <laughs> camera. We were Dirt, just curious. Dirty boys, dirty, dirty, dirty <laughs> boys. Stop it.
0: Oh, all right, I will. Or right, let's get down to business. It's time for the UK update with Mister Steve Ashton.
4: Oh, Ralph, you're the man who makes Brandon Graham look like Lindsey Graham. <laughs> He's—does he play? He plays for your team or no, or, or another team?
0: Yes, he's a Philadelphia Eagle, Steve. Well oh, done.
4: Okay. Oh, cool! Hey, the Spice Girls are in the news, Ralph. Oh, uh, bring it! Yeah, a never before seen memo written before the band struck fame outlines plan to sack one of the members. Oh, can you guess who it might have been? Uh, I'm guessing Scary. No, Jerry Halliwell. No. Can you, yeah, she was the like synonymous. I think she was the epitome of girl power and all that with the Union Jack dress and everything, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, apparently. Yeah, apparently the the, um, the the management company saw her as a threat, uh, so they thought Jerry was trying to take over the group and mobilise the four other girls against them. Now, apparently the note was unearthed during research for a new unauthorised biography of the band imaginatively... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'll try it again. Im- right. Imagine a fucking titled Spice Girls, fucking imaginatively... Jesus Christ! Anyway, a replacement <laughs> for Jerry had been li- <laughs> had been lined up, according to this bombshell memo. Apparently, it's a bombshell. It's been penned by the group's first manager, Bob Herbert. He's dead, by the way.
0: Oh, Jerry probably had him killed.
4: He d- <laughs> maybe he dies in a car crash, and I'm, and I'm not talking about Mel B. Uh, he, he later said, apparently, uh, we included Jerry because he had a very strong personality, and I'm assuming nice breasts. Uh, he didn't. He didn't say uh, that her look seemed to suit the image we were trying to project. Unfortunately, she was tone deaf and had awful timing, which meant she was unable to sing in tune or dance in time. That's all fucking five of them, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, apparently the bombshell memo doesn't reveal why she stayed in the band, but my money, Ralph, is on the fact that probably Bob Herbert fucks her and Mel B in a threesome after a crate of cider. <laughs> Talking of odd handwritten memos, by the way, um, suddenly surfacing, um, Ed Sheeran's in the news.
0: What's up with him?
4: In this weird kind of like fucking uh, strange Ralph Report live show universe, the artist formerly alive as Prince uh, (laughs) (laughs) blasted Apparently, blasted the U.S. music industry, which you were part of for a while, by the way. You're so you're fucking culpable of this, and <laughs> accusing them of trying to ram Katy Perry and Ed Sheeran down people's throats in an astonishing handwritten note, uh, which was written before his death. How crazy is that, right? So, I mean, I'd like to shove something down each of their throats too. Two very <laughs> different things, though. I mean, obviously, my penis to one of them, and a stick of lit dynamite in the other. <laughs> Can we just guess who? (laughs) I'll I'll let you ponder on that. Anyway, apparently the notes were found among photographs and handwritten lyrics inside Prince's home. Uh, Commenting on Sheeran and Perry's dominant radio airplay, uh, Prince claimed that um, he said, let me do a voice. Let me think of how could he? Maybe he's from. All right. I'll do a a Cornish voice. Right. So this is Prince. We don't like it no matter how many times they play it. (laughs) Maybe that works, maybe it doesn't, now fucking suit yourself Anyway, this guy called Dan pipe and bring what a name that is by the way pipe and bring a peep and bring maybe anyway he unearthed a memo and uh, he's been collaborating with uh he was collaborating with prince before his death and he was writing his memoir so that's quite a strange thing he was like fucking complain going off on one about um about old katie perry and ed sheeran that's a bit weird isn't it and Look, i've got to go now ralph i've uncovered my own archive of handwritten notes in preparation for my autobiography oh what'd you find well, it's, the autobiography is entitled Lights, Camera, Ashton. Ah, um, I and I found some memos going back about five years. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, here, here, here they are. Did you like that I made sound effects? Yeah, tape? right there. I could hear I've it. Ruined, I've ruined some A4 paper. Anyway, um, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, here's the joke. Let's get back into character. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know how it goes. Die, and die, you pretentious wank badger. Anyway, I need to go and get... I need, I need to go do my sound effects again. I need, I need to get my notes collated. Fucking whatever bullshit. See you soon. Talk to you next... At the end of the week. You just surrendered on that one. Yeah, whatever. Fucking... Don't give a shit. Goodbye, Steve. Sarah.
0: Thank you so much, Steve. And it is Wednesday. Around here, Wednesdays are very special. They're one-hit wonder Wednesdays. It's
4: the one-hit wonder. One-hit
0: wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Speaking of one-hit wonders, we uh, mentioned yesterday about uh, Bobby Barris Pickett and the Monster Mash. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I will be releasing that <laughs> recap of that one-hit wonder from last year as a separate audio file as a little bonus audio for you guys. Uh, some a- people are saying they're having a hard time tracking it down in the back catalog. So
2: it's a quite a journey.
0: I'm going to isolate that for you guys, and uh, we're going to re-release that. So you can enjoy all the different versions of the Monster Mash for this Halloween. This is not a Halloween-related song. We have mostly lately been focusing on celebrities who have no business being in music, really, who end up with hit songs nonetheless. So far, it's been actors for the most part. Today's is different, however. Today, we're talking about a director, a writer, director, producer, who ended up with a smash hit international sensation of a hit song. Hmm. This man is from Australia originally, and he is a writer, director, producer with projects spanning film and television and opera and theater and music and the recording industry, and that's how he fell into this smash hit song. He was making an album in 1998 called Something for Everybody, where he was releasing either newly recorded or remixed music from his films and plays. And he put together this single based on an email he read with some backing music from one of his films. Al called in, wanting to hear today's one-hit wonder.
4: Hey, Ralph. Fayetti hey Al Prada from On um, the one-hit wonders from celebrities, would Baz Luhrmann qualify with his fantastic hit of Wear Sunscreen? Um, quite a uh, quite a good story, and I actually think it's uh,
3: not bad life advice on uh, what he gives us. But anyways, Baz Luhrmann, Wear Sunscreen. Love you guys. Mean it. Bye.
0: Thank you, Al. Do you remember Wear Sunscreen the spoken yes, word record yes, that yes. was an international phenomenon? Wow. It came off of Baz Luhrmann's album from 1998 called Something for Everybody, featuring music from his films like uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, Strictly Ballroom, La Boheme. A lot of people know him probably best for directing the film Moulin Rouge with okay. uh, Ewan McGregor yeah. and um um uh, Tom Cruise's ex. Natalie, Nick,
2: Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, Kiddman, Natalie, exactly. Natalie
0: Ken Cole, And we've been talking about the fact that he's making that new Elvis biopic as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, Baz Luhrmann. So here's the thing. He was in the recording studio and he came across this email, which was being passed around at the time. It was a columnist named Mary Schmick, and she had published... Some unsolicited advice in the Chicago Tribune was basically what her commencement speech would be if she were ever to give one. And she gave a lot of advice to young people, starting off with wear sunscreen. That was her first (laughs) piece of advice. And so this essay was being passed around via email all over the world. And he took it and he had an actor read it. And then he put backing tracks behind it. And somehow it became an international smash hit song. That came out of right around the time I moved here. And it was all over the radio every day. It was a top ten hit across Europe. Yeah. And largely obscure here in the U.S. And then one producer in Phoenix picked it up for a syndicated radio show. And once he started playing it, people started requesting it. And then it caught like wildfire. Yeah, all everywhere. The United States. Everywhere. It was a smash hit. Here's a little piece of the Baz Luhrmann song. It's, it's called Everybody's Free is technically the title. But most people know it as the sunscreen song. Ladies and gentlemen
3: Now, enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they've faded. But trust me, in 20 years, you look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat as you imagined. Don't worry about the future. Or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubble gum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind. The kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss.
0: It goes on for five minutes. I know. Of unsolicited advice about how to live your life. It was everywhere. The album version is seven minutes long. (laughs) Inexplicably, it became the hottest record in the world. Yeah, but sitting here you playing, I could have listened to it for all
2: seven minutes. It's pretty damn catchy. You I'll just listen you. to it and you're like, yeah, uh-huh, that's right. The that's guy, true, the that's voice
0: right. actor that he picked, too, by the way, is exceptional. Uh, Australian guy, the name escapes me, but uh, it's really powerful stuff. It was number one in Canada, number one in Ireland, number eight in Norway, number one in Scotland, number one in the UK, as I mentioned, uh, number one, uh, number 10 here in the United States. It was everywhere. But here's the problem. Not everybody speaks English. So what do you do if you want to sell this record in other countries? They get recorded. They translated it in so many other languages. For example, Russian.
4: Наслаждайтесь силой и красотой своей юности. Пока жизнь вам не нравится, она проходит. Поверьте мне, через 20 лет вы посмотрите на свои фотографии и вспомните с чувством, которое вы сейчас не можете понять.
0: Yeah, getting yelled at. Pretty. It's a pretty language. <laughs> I'm getting yelled at. You want to get yelled at? What do you hear it in German? It is less <laughs> advice and more commands when they do it in German.
5: Genießt die Kraft und die Schönheit eurer Jugend, aber macht euch nichts daraus. Ihr werdet Kraft und Schönheit nicht verstehen, bis sie versagen. Aber vertraut mir. Yeah, it's.
0: The Nazis have ruined the German they language forever.
5: I
2: just like he's hatching a plot and patting a they, patting a they cat. They all sound while he's doing it all sounds sinister. Oh my god! It
0: sounds like he's not being genuine no. with the advice. Let me give you a little piece of advice. <laughs> you will be very interested to know that sunscreen <laughs> in that
5: bottle is actually acid. <laughs> it's like he's telling you his whole plan. Yeah, it's not
0: good. <laughs> uh, it's much more. It's much easier to take in Swedish. Huh? It sounds more friendly. Um.
5: Njut av styrkan och skönheten av att vara ung. Nej, förresten. Du kommer inte förstå styrka och
0: <laughs> <Schmierkeberg. laughs> <laughs> <inaudible> i would want to do whatever he asks of me. Uh, as I mentioned, it was a hit all over the world. It was everywhere in 1999. That's 20 years ago now. Hard uh, it's to believe. Insanity. Um, and it inspired a ton of parodies as well. Many radio morning shows did their parody of the sunscreen song. I myself was guilty of it. <laughs> I tried to hunt it down, I couldn't find it anywhere. But the, the biggest hit was in Baz Luhrmann's native Australia. There was a comedian there named John Safran who released a song called Not the Sunscreen Song. It was a parody of the sunscreen song. That song also went to number 20 on the charts in Australia. <laughs> the parody did almost as well as the original. Here's a little piece of that.
3: If you're unsure about what you're going to do with your life, try to remember some of the most interesting people didn't know what they were going to do at age 22 or even at 40. And nearly all of them are unemployed drug addicts forced to live on cat food. Also understand that friends will come and go. This is because of your irritating personality. Nobody likes you. So if the only thing getting you through the day is the misconception that people like you, End it now.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> ex- oh, my God. Not great advice. Oh, my <laughs> You don't God. necessarily want to follow that oh. advice. Yeah, <laughs> That was the parody version. Thanks, Al, for calling in. I'd forgotten about the sunscreen song. What a massive hit that Ooh. was for writer-director Baz Luhrmann. Wow. And that's today's One hit wonder. A one-hit wonder. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Wear sunscreen. That's it for today's show. Thanks so much for coming by. Tomorrow, of course, is Thursday. We're going to have a lot of fun, including Ralph Sex University. where we'll take a look at some aspect of human sexuality. I I wonder how I can tie it into Halloween. We did the horror stories last week. I probably should have held off. Probably. Probably. That's why you you
2: keep blowing your Halloween load. Oh,
0: I know what I'll do. I'll do like uh, sex with werewolves or something. Oh, like fetishes? Animal sex. Animal sex. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably not a good thing. Sex with Bats and wolves i don't know we'll find something sexy i promise and it'll be halloween related i have no idea what we're gonna do but that's half the fun of this job sometimes just committing to things and then having to follow through come on by tomorrow and see if i pull it off or not won't you love you mean it bye